Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James, and we are so happy to be here with you today. Now, we have been talking a little bit over the last few weeks about uh, Ash, our wonderful uh, podcasting heroes, famed netball career and just uh how you know you can't tell but she's just flicking her hair here she's just asking (laughs) the glory of these compliments that we're giving her uh now ash you did how how long did you play netball for uh i've been playing since i was eight and i'm now 23 so okay so a fairly long career now tell me when when you were eight and you were just starting out uh were you the sort of kid that was listening to your coaches and paying attention or were you easily distracted sort of just you know chasing butterflies and stuff Oh, I definitely was not easily distracted. If anything, I took it too seriously. <laughs> so, you know, like we're eight, nine years old and I would train at Adcock a lot. So, um, you know, there'd be people like walking their dogs and stuff and the rest of the team would be like, oh my goodness, it's a puppy. And it's like running over to the dog and then there's just me left there standing with the coach. <laughs> so I was, right. yeah, I was, I took it very seriously. Um, I listened to all of my coach's instructions and would even make the effort to go and, you know, take on additional training on my own. Okay. Now, as you did that over the years, did you start to see that that was working for you? Oh, definitely. And the, the more time I invested in it, the better I became and the more I enjoyed it too. So like um, even, you know, I still play now, obviously not with COVID, but um, otherwise I would be playing and, um, you know, I would train five times a week, even though we only have one team training. And the difference that that made to my ability and my fitness and, um, you know, ability to focus on the court and stuff was just phenomenal. Now, when you got a little bit older, did you see uh, maybe some other girls who didn't take it quite as seriously as you uh, fall back in the pack as far as what they were able to do on the court? Yeah, definitely. You'd even have some girls that would kind of just give up halfway season. And <laughs> not not on my team, but teams that I coached. Maybe it was because I was too serious. I don't know. But <laughs> you would often have girls just like halfway through be like, oh, I don't really want to train. And then would like turn up late to games and the the passion for it was gone. And then even when they were on the court, the abilities were very lacking. Yeah, okay. That, that this makes sense because there's a there's a general principle, you know, that when uh, we listen to the people that know what they're talking about, that typically we do well, and when we ignore them, we don't. And today we're going to be hearing a little bit when Jesus talked about uh, what happens with those who listen to him and what happens with those who don't. So that's coming up in our Bible story today. It's now time for our Bible passage. This week we are finishing off Luke chapter 6. We are going to be reading verses 43 to 49. If you would like to read along with us, we are reading the CEV version. So let's read together Luke chapter 6 verses 43 to tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. You can tell what a tree is like by the fruit it produces. You cannot pick figs or grapes from thorn bushes. Good people do good things because of the good in their hearts. Bad people do bad things because of the evil in their hearts. Your words show what is in your heart. And from verse 46, why do you keep on saying, that I am your Lord when you refuse to do what I say. Anyone who comes and listens to me and obeys me is like someone who dug down deep 
and built a house on solid rock. When the flood came and the river rushed against the house, it was built so well that it didn't even shake. But anyone who hears what I say and doesn't obey me is like someone whose house wasn't built on solid rock. As soon as the river rushed against that house, it was smashed to pieces. Now, in these couple of Bible passages that we've got here, they're making two kind of related points. They're, they're, making, uh, they're talking about similar things. But what do you first notice in the passage here that's talking about the trees and the sort of fruit we can expect from them? Yeah, we see this, um, what we call metaphor used throughout the Bible, actually quite a lot, don't we? We often talk about fruits of the spirit and then we talk about, you know, growing vines and that sort of thing. So this is kind of imagery that we should be semi-familiar with, right? Uh, It's maybe helpful to sort of skip down to verse 45 and then work our way backwards because it says Mm -hmm. at the very end, it kind of explains what this whole metaphor is about. And it says, your words show what is in your heart. So a lot of this is talking about the fact that our actions actually show what our heart is like on the inside towards God. So it says there that good people do good things because of the good in their hearts. And so if we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, then we are convicted to live lives that are pleasing to God and loving others, that sort of thing. But if our hearts are turned away from God, then we're going to be much more prone to sin. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought up that point about the Holy Spirit, because that's really how we get a good heart. The Bible teaches us that all of us have hearts that want bad things. That's how we're born with hearts that aren't working properly. But when we believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And the Bible talks about how we get a new heart, that there is a new life created within us. And so Jesus here, I think, is setting things up for after his death and resurrection, when he's going to be teaching his disciples that what they need is effectively a heart transplant. They need Mm -hmm. to get a new heart that's not corrupt and broken, but rather one that loves God and wants to obey him. And if we have that heart, then we can start to do good things that match up with what's in our heart yeah absolutely i think that's really helpful and it actually might be good for us to chat just really quickly about this language of good people and bad people because Mm. i think potentially it's a little bit oversimplified if we sort of read that as is then we might think oh well as christians we're great people and we couldn't possibly do anything wrong but we know that the bible doesn't teach that and from our own experiences that's certainly not true Yeah, that's right. Because like we watch TV and there's always like good guys and bad guys. And we kind of think about dividing the world up into those two groups. But again, the Bible teaches us that we're all naturally bad, that it's only people who have been given new hearts by Jesus and and had that worked in them by the power of God's spirit that are actually good people. Again, not because they've just done good things themselves and not because they haven't messed up, but because their heart has been fixed so that now it's focused back on God and obeying him and loving him and doing the things that we're meant to do. That's, that's the definition of a good heart from the Bible. Yeah, definitely. And what did you get out of the second part of the section, the, this passage, the section about the two builders? 
Yeah, so if the first little passage about the tree and the fruit is focused on what's in our hearts and what comes out of that, the second one is really about our choices and what's going to happen as a result of whether we choose to obey God or disobey God. So there's this really clear picture where Jesus says that anyone who obeys him is like somebody who builds a house on solid ground and anyone who uh, hears what he has to say and doesn't obey him is like someone who builds their house on not solid rock or in some translations you might see it as sand or something like that. And so the idea is, is that whatever we build when we're listening to Jesus is going to be strong. And that's kind of why we started off talking about your uh, netball days and all the fun that you had back then. It's because <laughs> when you listen to your coach, you were able to build your skills and you were able to get better and you were able to play and do more things uh, because you listened to the person who knew what they were talking about and who was giving you good instructions. Uh, but there were other girls who didn't listen to the instructions of uh, their coaches and they didn't keep getting better. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It was a very wise decision for me to um, take that extra time and effort to listen to someone who knew better than I did. And that's a a great way to sort of compare to Jesus, isn't it? Because Jesus is the ultimate example for us. And um, and when we look at the Bible, we are taught exactly how to live a life for God. And when we listen to that, you know, it doesn't mean our life's going to be perfect, does it? But it definitely means that when we use wisdom that God has given us, then we are able to make life choices that potentially will make life a lot easier for us um, in the life we live now. And um, especially by choosing Jesus um, as our Lord and Savior, a magnificent, perfect life in the new creation. Yeah, and it's really interesting to notice in this passage that the storm hits both houses. Yeah, so that's it's a not- fantastic point. Yeah, so it's not so much about, you know, we can avoid bad things if we just do what Jesus says and obey him, but rather when bad things happen, if we've been obeying him, then we'll be able to withstand that storm, we'll be able to withstand those bad things, and our faith will remain sure, uh, and we'll be safe inside that house that that we've built by listening to Jesus. Uh, But if we choose to ignore or disobey him, then things can go bad. And you know what, the funny thing is as well is that uh, we can be believing in Jesus and be saved and forgiven for our sins and still disobey him and suffer for the mm. consequences of that. So it's not always a case of, you know, if you're disobeying God, that doesn't mean that uh, you're not a Christian or something like that, but rather uh, you could be saved and forgiven by Jesus's grace, but making bad choices and then suffer bad consequences as a result. So, you know, I think it's a really great lesson for us to learn. The netball mm. one's a great example, but it could be anything, you know, if you've played music and you know, you know, listening to your music teacher, the same sort of thing. We, we understand this and how much more so when it comes to listening to Jesus, the creator of the whole earth and the one who died on the cross and rose from the dead to save us from our sins. It's now time for our special guest of the week. This week's special guest is someone who uh, I get to spend quite a bit of time with during the week. We share an office together. I am, of course, talking about the wonderful Alison. So Alison is our communications coordinator at church, and I sat down with her this week to hear a little bit about what she gets up to during the week and uh, the different ways that she serves God through her role. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Al. Um, We really, really appreciate it. Hi, Al. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. That's okay. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? What I do at church? Yes. So I work part-time here at church as the communications coordinator. Mm -hmm. So that means that I make sure that everyone involved in our church community knows what's going on. Uh, So what's coming up on Sundays, what events we're running, um, what opportunities there are for them to serve, and also... Uh, sharing gospel stories of how God's worked in people's lives. So I do 
videos about that and uh, pop them up on the church social media accounts and we show them on Sundays as well. That sounds like a very busy, busy job. <laughs> Taking on a lot of tasks there. <laughs> it's good fun. You, ne- you never know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Lots of variety. Yeah. And so how do you serve God in your job? I think that I serve God in this job by making sure that as a church we're sharing about God and Jesus with our community and with friends of people in our community. So uh, I think it's helping people connect with the Bible by coming along to things uh, and by sharing our online services as well. Uh, And it is giving people uh, all the information they need to be able to share uh, church events with their family and friends Mm. as well. So it's connecting our community with the work that we're doing at church because uh, it's important because if we don't do that, we could be doing all sorts of wonderful things here at church, but no one would know about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think as Christians, uh, God asks us to share about Jesus and share our faith and be ready to give an answer. And, uh, you know, it's good news. The gospel's good news. And uh, I think my job is helping people find the opportunities uh, to share that good news and connect um, with our church. Yeah, that's awesome. And to finish up, I would love to know, what has God been teaching you this year through your work? Well, it's certainly been an interesting year with all the uh, lockdown and COVID challenges. It's had a pretty big impact on my job. And I think I've learned that things around us can change a lot more than I thought they could and a lot more quickly than I ever imagined Mm. that they could, but that God still has a plan and he equips us to uh, find a way forward. And things might not always go perfectly or be the way that we would like, But, uh, you know, God's building a church and he's got plans that are so much bigger than anything the world can throw at us. That's awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Al. You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Al. It's always wonderful to have a chat with you. Um, James, someone with a heck of a lot of wisdom, isn't she? She's great. Uh, Al just gives us so many good ideas week to week. We are very, very blessed to have her and we appreciate her deeply. So this is our last week of the podcast until we break for holidays. And James and I thought that it might be a good opportunity to use this space in the podcast to have a bit of a chat through um, some different ways that you guys at home can be using your holidays productively for God. And that could look like a whole range of different things. So we thought it'd just be good to have a chat through it and see if any of these ideas uh, click for you guys. So James, I'm going to throw it to you straight away. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I think the first thing that we've got to think about is recognizing that holidays are good and they're fun and it's wonderful to take a break. But holidays in the Bible are not the sort of thing where you just sort of stop and do nothing and just play games the entire time or just think about yourself or the fun that you can have. Uh, There would be in the life of the people of Israel in the Old Testament, there'd be times when everyone would come together, but there'd be feasting and celebrating and remembering what God had done for them. And even the weekly Sabbath that we see in the Bible, that's Mm. a time for people not to, again, just to sleep in and do nothing, but a chance for us to actually spend some more time with God, uh, to learn from him, to, to build our relationship with him. And so I think that the first thing to think about when we get to holidays is not just, oh, this is my chance just to sleep in and do nothing, but rather, oh, this is a chance for me to, to rest and maybe spend some time with God and grow in my life, uh, grow my relationship with him. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes total sense. And I know that um, for James and I and for Allison and also for Matt, that's something we've been talking about a lot lately is just making sure that we find those little breaks in our life, whether it be holidays or whether it's some time on the weekends to be able to slow down everything that we're doing and leave some space for God to speak to us. And that might look like just having some additional time to pray in the morning or before bed, or maybe it might look like sitting down and swapping out your Harry Potter book for a Bible story in the afternoon. Um, So I think that's a really great point, James. And the thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking about using our holidays for God was um, actually taking a step outside of ourselves and having a look at what is happening in the lives of the rest of our family. So Mm. we've got, um, you know, we've got our mums and our dads or our carers, our brothers and sisters who are also leading very busy lives. And often with holidays, we all get opportunity to be at home together a little bit more. And that's a great time to actually put aside your own needs and look to the needs of your family and say, how can I be loving my family and showing God's love to them in this time. So something, if you're an older kid, if you're, you know, in high school or maybe year six, you might like to make a cup of tea for your mum in the morning as she gets ready for work. Or maybe um, you might be willing to help your brother and sister clean up their bedroom when they've been asked by their parents and they're, you know, having a hard time getting it done. Things like that, that we can actually be um, being sacrificial with our time by loving and serving our family. Yeah, absolutely. That was a huge one. I was totally going to mention that one uh, myself. It's just when you start to uh, take that attitude of this is my time and it's my holidays and I just want to have fun. It's about me and what can I get and what sort of thing. That can actually be really destructive and cause all sorts of fights and problems in the house and that sort of stuff. But if we take the attitude of how can we uh, make this work together? How can I take this extra time that I've got to serve and to love and to be kind? How can I be patient and understanding, Uh, especially if we can't do that thing that I was really looking for to doing or uh, maybe being wise enough to recognize that nagging uh, mum and dad about doing a particular thing isn't <laughs> going to be the, the best yeah. thing for us to uh, be all enjoying the time together and that sort of stuff. So I think those are the, the three best things that we could do uh, these holidays is we could look for chances to read our Bibles more and to uh, get to know God's word better. We could even be memorizing scripture and, and mm. taking the time to do that sort of thing. We can definitely be praying more just because we've got less to do. And so there's extra space for us to be doing that sort of thing, morning, evening, through the day, whatever it might look like. And then the third thing is to be looking for chances to love and serve others well. So how can I help out mom and dad? How can I help out my brother or sister? How can I help my, my grandma or grandpa or whoever I'm spending time with? If we take that sort of attitude to our holidays, then not only will we have a really good time, but I think we'll grow in our faith and our trust in God and our ability to love him and love others also. that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids cast. James, I'm a little bit sad if I'm honest, because this is our last podcast until we go on holidays. So are uh, you you're sharing any of those same feelings? I am. I'm, I'm, we, we have so much fun doing this and uh, I'm definitely going to be missing it. Thankfully, we'll still get to see each other. We were planning things for term four for Kids Church here. There's going to be lots of exciting stuff happening. So I'm very, very excited about that. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I miss it. We don't get to do this together. So, but don't, we'll, 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 uh, we'll uh, be back again soon. Definitely. So maybe to um, wrap up our time together, James, uh, would you like to pray for us? I would absolutely love to do that. Dear God, thank you so much that when we believe and trust in you, you give us new, good, and clean 
hearts where we want to love you and serve other people and thank you that those good hearts enable us to do loving and kind things for the people that you have put into our lives uh, we pray father that we would listen to your word and that we would obey it that we would be wise enough uh, to build our houses and our lives on the solid rock of your commands to us and that we would be wise enough to recognize that when we disobey you bad things can happen so father help us to love and serve you with all that we have and may we use our holiday time to get to know you better and to love the people around as well and we thank you for this in jesus name amen amen thanks kids we won't see you next week we'll see you in a couple of weeks bye for now see you then guys bye